Welcome to Social Media Business, the podcast that covers building, managing, and monetizing social media. Brought to you by online community strategist, Laurel Patworth. For more information, go to laurelpatworth.com. Hello, and welcome to this week's show, which is about APIs and the widget economy. If we're looking at the Monetizing Social Networks Revenue Streams diagram, you can see that the API traffic um, money stream sits in the top right-hand corner. This isn't about members paying a host for a service, nor is it about third parties paying a host for market intelligence or, or advertising or something like that. And it's not member-to-member user-generated sales. This is about third parties offering a service that, at the end of the day, the customer adds to their own sites. It's to my Bebo page, my Facebook, my Wiki, where I'm able or enabling sales through my personal site. So what is an API? An API stands for Application Programming Interface. And at a really basic level, it's uh, streams of data that come out of your database, which you would normally lock up behind a firewall, and are made available to anybody who wants to be a developer to create an iPhone application or to create a Facebook application or maybe to create a mashup. And what sort of data do you release? Well, let's say your products are DVDs or cars or books. You have databases which say, these are the books we have. Um, this is the shops that have them in stock and the resellers that have them in stock. This is the address that they're at. And this is whether they're in stock or not. So a developer might create a mashup, which is a, a Google map mashup, showing on a Google map where your shops are and who has um, that particular product in stock. And in fact, that was a really popular API mashup for the Nintendo Wii. Somebody put together a widget which people could embed which showed which shops near them still had the Wii available at the shop. So it's customers giving information, doing advertising and doing sales to other customers and uh, developers undertake this work. But I want to make it clear that the API is not a business relationship with the developer, although it's moving that way where developers are either paying for access to the API and then getting a clipper for sale or companies are paying developers one cent or something for every click-through. Mostly it's just about making the information available and not insisting that it be securely locked up behind a firewall. There's other security um, features that come with an API. People can't come in and ransack your database. You're simply publishing content-rich, relevant-rich, contextually-relevant-rich information out that developers can use. Very quickly, embeddable media of any kind. Uh, Not everybody comes to the YouTube site to see videos. Around about 30% are watching it through an embed code. The embed code is here on the right-hand side. You copy that code, paste it into Facebook or your blog or something else, and here's my blog, and people can sit and play and watch that video. But what if instead of a video, what if instead of media we enabled our customers to do sales for us, to not only advertise, but also to complete the transaction. What if in this widget I had everything 
that I have for sale, for instance, on eBay made available to my social network. I would sell more as an eBayer because I'm selling to people who trust me and are coming to my personal pages and eBay would do better too. So eBay has offered a site called solutions.ebay.com and you can have a look through here and see what sort of widgets and tools are using embeddable media and embeddable APIs to do sales. And if you think from auction monitoring through the data analysis and and I have the eBay widget on my iPhone, my iPhone app. eBay opened up their API in November 2000, and they had by, I think it's 2006, 5 billion API calls per month. So you can see that a lot of business is being done around eBay in the ecosystem, not on the ebay.com sites. They had 60,000 developers in 2005. I think that's increased um, exponentially again. And as this, uh, the ecosystem is not just about the additional sites that do the sales for you, but it's also about all these developers that are out there being creative. And it doesn't matter to eBay whether their widgets work, whether the third party developers' widgets work or not. If they work, great. The developer's happy and eBay is happy because they're selling more. And if they don't work, well, eBay never provided any research and development funding. It's just something that, you know, people tried and it worked or it didn't work. So another service is Amazon. When we're looking at shopping currently, although this is about to change, currently eBay and Amazon dominate shopping shopping widgets. You can embed a book widget, um, pick a different type on your blog, and then every sale that you, as the customer providing this widget to other customers make, you, I think you get about between 4 and 10% um, affiliate revenue back. So here's a blogger embedding um, some Amazon books here. You can scroll through the books. When you find a book that you like, you can click on it, click buy, and it will take you, in this case, back through to the um, Amazon site, which is not the ideal situation. And one of the reasons why companies pay per click through is because there's a recognition that you're taking traffic away from the customer's site or from the affiliate site. What if you could complete the transaction here um, on the widget itself and you didn't have to go somewhere else? That's coming. But what I do want to point out is that in 2008, Amazon had more bandwidth use through their API services than they did through any of the Amazon.com websites, which is pretty phenomenal. Now, I have to admit, Amazon Web Services covers an awful lot more than simply books. In fact, it's much more than simply books and DVDs. But still, look at this massive growth of people using APIs or third-party developers. And I think Amazon had, um, in 2005, 140,000 developers. And in 2003, they made $480 million in one quarter from third-party resellers. Now, not all of that is API, API traffic, but you can see that any kind of affiliate program or where you have um, other people doing reselling for you is, is quite a powerful tool. GetTowgate.com has something called Tailgate Technologies, and what they make is they call them interactive banner ads. It's kind of cool. Um, different from 
your normal banner ads in or static banner ads. These are very interactive. In fact, they're so interactive that I could add the Hellboy widget to my fan page if I was a Hellboy fan. And my friends could come and purchase tickets there on my page. So what does it look like? Well, like this, I guess. Click on buy movie tickets. You put in your zip code and the theater about where you want to see the movie. You fill in your um, credit card details. I think, you know, PayPal has has an API now as well. So I can definitely see more and more widgets that use PayPal as their back end, uh, which would be kind of interesting. Here's your shopping basket. So notice I haven't left this site at all. It's all being done inside a widget. There's my ticket. That means that you could go onto your social network if you've got a couple of thousand followers on Twitter or you've got a few hundred friends on Facebook. You could add these widgets to your Facebook page and say, um, let's all go and see the movie together or something like that. It doesn't work if you don't have any friends. Our vendor is another service, ourvendor.com. And if I click on uh, a widget here, this is an anniversary uh, widget. I can see what kind of, oh, cakes, birthday flower cakes. Add it to the cart, quick view, find out more information. Add it to the cart. Notice I haven't left the site. I'm still inside a widget. I um, select different options. So this is what you embed in Facebook. And if it's Mother's Day or Christmas coming up, presumably you can put your wish list on your Facebook page and mums out there can choose that they want to have flowers and cake, not, I don't know, a new mixer for the kitchen. <laughs> and uh, people can do the purchase through here. It's all about not sending people away from the site. It's about spontaneously purchasing somewhere on where they are, not forcing them to come to your shop, your website, but being able to do it where it's contextually relevant for them. Um, I'll put this one on full screen. It's not the best resolution, but just to explain for those listening to the audio, Kirkton Hotel in Sydney a couple of years ago, a Sydney guy set this up, um, on the fan page, you have a book now option if you're at the hotel. So imagine you're a bride who's going to have a bridal, um, the wedding ceremony or maybe the reception in one of these hotels. You set up an event and you add a widget for the hotel. People go through a four or five step process still on Facebook, still in the Facebook event or still on the whatever event management site you're using, whether it's upcoming.org or Meetup or Eventful, still staying on that site, fill in all the details, check availability, that sort of thing, book your hotel. And then it comes through the viral mini feed stream saying, Laurel has booked a room at the Kirkton. She'll be staying there between this date and that date. So if you're holding a wedding, almost everybody in the wedding party will already be friends with each other on Facebook. They all get the same notification through the viral touch points of Facebook of what hotel people are staying at and um, who's staying there and all that sort of stuff. So that's been around for a couple of years. I know about that one since 2007. By the way, if you are interested in my slides, go to slideshare.net slash silkcharm. I've got a lot of information up there, and all my slide presentations are downloadable. And, of course, Slideshare, you can embed as well. Salesforce.com did 
do 40% of their revenue not from the salesforce.com site but through APIs. It's an interesting one. And to finish up, um, Tesco's huge supermarket chain, probably the best one that I've seen so far for online grocery shopping, and now they've opened up their API. So when you open up the API, you're not saying we're going to offer a branded widget or we're going to offer a branded Facebook app or a branded iPhone app. What you're saying is we're going to offer the information up to hundreds of thousands of developers out there who are going to take the information and mash it up in any way that they want. Um, some of them will use it for funny things, humorous things. Um, maybe there'll be a couple of things that you're not too keen on, but the majority of them will have a really good, solid attempt at helping to sell your products for you. And in this case, eggs, milk and bread. And I think I would definitely be interested in a, in an iPhone app where I could sit on the train or the bus and do my weekly shopping um, through a third-party application. And so I keep an eye on things like Tesco. Look, Programmable Web, which is the site that I got a lot of this information from, not all of it, but a lot of it, do a great job with tracking APIs and widgets and are always monitoring um, how many... API calls are being made each month, who's making money from the APIs. So I would suggest if you want more information, because this is just a brief introduction, keep an eye on programmableweb.com. Keep an eye on salesforce.com that offers a lot of APIs. eBay, PayPal, Amazon, probably Etsy, the shopping store, and a few of the others. And you'll find that this is a, going to be a huge growth area because Web 3.0 is about little bits everywhere, the widget economy or the API economy. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have any more examples, I'd love to hear about them. Come to Twitter. I'm on I'm Silk Charm on Twitter or come to laurelpapworth.com and let me know. Thank you. Social Media Business, the podcast that covers building, managing, and monetizing social media. Brought to you by online community strategist Laurel Patworth. For more information, go to laurelpatworth.com.